everyone and welcome back to the Android Central podcast. My name is Shruti Shaker. I am the managing editor here at Android Central and I have been told that my audio does sound good now. So I am very happy that my setup is working. Um, I am going to introduce my lovely friends with me who are here with me present. Uh, we've got a a lot of people today, uh, more than usual. We've got Nick Sutrick. Hi, Nick. Good morning. Good morning. I've got Jerry Hildenbrand. Hello, hello. Howdy. How are you? I'm really, I'm really, really tired. I, I've been going down the spiral of the sub submarine. It's not a submarine. Sub. What is it called? A submersive thing the titanic thing i just i i went on a wormhole last night so i'm 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 tired how are you uh not caring about submarines so i'm okay well that's good i've got derek lee with me hi derek good morning good morning and i've got andrew myrick with me hello hello what's up everybody okay so the reason why i have so many people on on deck today is because we are going to be talking about three pretty big reviews and those are the only three things we're going to be talking about today and i really wanted to spend some time on these three reviews because they are three pretty big products that have recently been released so we're going to start off jam-packed with the google pixel tablet review that andrew you did you titled it Google Pixel Tablet Review, Jack of Most Trades, Master of One. It's not perfect, but I seriously can't stop finding reasons to use it. You gave it a pretty um, high starring rate. I guess it was 4.5 stars out of five. Um, Your pros include Pixel Experience comes back to tablets, including uh, includes charging speaker dock, USI 2.0 support, could be a look at the future of Google's Nest products, and I wanna talk about that in a second. Uh, Design is reminiscent of the Pixel 5. I would highly agree with you on that. Uh, Cons include not ideal for serious gaming, no first party stylus or keyboard options, removing the tablet off the dock takes a bit of practice. Okay, so I I too have played with the Pixel uh, tablet. It's a very nice product. But I'm going to hand you the mic, Andrew. Tell us a little bit about your thoughts on the tablet and um, some of the reasonings why you gave these pros and cons. So um, I've been wanting Google to make a good tablet since the Nexus 7. I didn't have the Pixel C um, back whenever the heck that was released. Uh, I skipped that one. You didn't miss much. But uh, I've been wanting a Pixel, a, a new, a new Google branded tablet with Material U and all this other kind of stuff. And then they did that with the added bonus of the speaker dock. Um, basically, it sits on my desk all day long as my webcam for for video calls or like to check the time or like just keep an eye on everything. And it does that really, really well, which is where it's like the mass, the, the one thing that it's really good at is being a better version of the Nest Hub Max, basically, like more mm-hmm. interactive because it has like a quick shortcut on the on even when it's in hub mode to pull up your, um, your Google Home, the Google Home app, which is really nicely redesigned. Uh, the redesign that they implemented before is out across everywhere for most people, at least. So let's talk about hub mode, though, because I think that's the thing that, you know, we've kind of talked about this for quite some time amongst us, you know, is this sort of the start for Google to sort of reinvent its smart home, um, you know, band of of devices? Um, And I know Jerry, you know, isn't particularly a big fan of getting rid of all the Nest products because the Nest products are um, affordable and and they're they're easy to use um, and the Pixel Fold is not affordable. It's, it's I mean it's it's not super expensive but it's not cheap, right? Um, talk about the hub mode and why you think this is a potential look into what a redesign of Google's smart home devices could look like. If it, if it wasn't, they wouldn't have put the work that they did into it, and we wouldn't have the speaker dock as it was or as it is. Um, we talked about this a while ago on the podcast about Google's strategy 
based off of an editorial that I wrote. And it, but Jerry's also right. Like five hundred dollars for a smart display is really expensive. You can get TVs for cheaper with smart TVs for cheaper than that. Um, or you can pick up a couple of Nest Hub Maxes, which even though they're outdated, they're what two hundred bucks a piece or on sale, whatever. Um, but yeah, I, I, but I think that this could be the start of Google changing its strategy to some effect, whether the next Nest product is powered by Android or whether it's Fuchsia, which is what's powering current, um, current gen Nest smart displays. That will, that remains to be seen, but I think this is a good start for them. Do you think that that redesign would be like a, you know, like your Pixel Fold is like your main hub, but they still keep the Nest products Pixel and they tablet. maybe they, yeah, like, <laughs> or sorry, sorry, yeah. But like, do you think they would like, that's sort of what that strategy could look like where they keep some of those Nest products still, maybe they redesign those Nest products um, and, and that's the way they would go? Like, I, I don't really know how they would redesign or relook at the strategy. I, I do think the redesign is in order. I would like to see slimmer bezels. In the, in the review, I put a side-by-side picture of the Pixel tablet next to the Nest Hub Max that's in my kitchen. Um, I would like to see, like, a better display, a better screen on... Yeah, the, the, the bezels on the Nest is, like, massive. Yeah, and, and I mean, it's an old product at this point. Like... In the world, of, I know it's not super old, but in the world of tech, it's ancient. Um, but I still think a redesign is in order. Make it look like it. Keep it around the same. Even if you want to keep Fusion OS on it, make it around the same price that it is now. That you can buy one now. Just it, you'll just need to decide whether you want to buy the buy the Pixel tablet and a bunch of these speaker docks, which are an extra hundred and thirty dollars, or buy a couple of Nest Hub Maxes or Nest Hubs, whatever the, the regular ones are called. And mm. using this one. I, I, there's, some, there's something here. I just don't, I haven't been able to figure out a good idea of what I think Google is going to actually move forward with, but there's something happening more than just, hey, we brought, we have our first Android tablet since the, you know, Pixel C or the, uh, that Chrome tablet. Right. And I, I feel like Google is doing something actually interesting with this, even if it doesn't fit everyone's lifestyle, right? Because most tablets, I feel like, are just, well, here's a maybe a cheaper iPad, you know? <laughs> but when you say actually interesting, what do you mean by that? Like, what do you, what do you think is actually interesting about this design that they've created? So going on what I was saying, right? Like, most tablets, I feel like, are just hey, here's a cheaper iPad, or here's an iPad with a different aspect ratio. Most don't really try to do anything uh, different, right? They're just a screen that you hold. Um, this thing, I think because of the dock and because of the way they did the Google Home interface and things like that, makes it more appealing, you know, for somebody like me, for sure, who does not care about tablets at all. Um, I, I have never figured out how to use a tablet in my daily life. Whereas this, I feel like, could be an actual replacement for a Nest Hub, which I do use every single day. Mm -hmm. And it could go somewhere that the Nest Hub could not, maybe like on a living room table, you know, whereas mm -hmm. I keep my Nest Hub or, in the no, kitchen. Or, or on your bedside table so that at the end of the night, you take your tablet, you turn off all your lights, you turn off everything that's like smart connected, you know, whatever you want. And yep. then you can just dock it right next to your bed and it goes into hub mode. That's the way I, I envisioned it to be. Yes, Sounds that's like it. a perfect, perfect excuse for a seven inch tablet Google. Bring it back, <laughs> Yeah, if if anything, I almost wonder if they could do this and make it even smaller. You know, maybe not quite mm. phone size, but just a a smaller version of the thing that would be more useful for sitting at a bedside table. Because like um, you were saying in the review, that the how the dock is angled doesn't take up that much space, right? It's not mm -hmm. like it's not like this massive speaker that's sitting here that's taking up half your nightstand or something, right? It's still 
it's still but pretty it's still, compact. It's still a bit. It's still big at the same time. Though. Right. Like, it's yeah, not it's small. still 11-inch display. And yes. that, like That's why I say, like, the, this would not be great for a bedside table unless you had a coffee table next to your bed. Right. Um, yeah, you'd have to have an in, like a studio apartment or something, right? With it, with a different type of like, setup. but a seven-inch display, or I don't know, maybe bring a hub mode to the Pixel Fold. Google, hint, hint, wink, wink. That would be pretty. I, I do think what's exciting about the the tablet, though, is um, <clears throat> I I don't remember who mentioned. I think it was you, Nick, but you can see that Google really got it right with the aesthetics. Like, it's a very beautifully designed tablet um i love the two colors that it comes in it's very like calming and it it just speaks to like the generation of people who like to have very minimal clean aesthetics um i don't know i just i think google really got that right yeah i mean it's designed like the a series of phones the pixel 6a and pixel 7 i'm talking about like the older ones like the pixel 5 the pixel 5a like it's got that matte finish on the back. It's really comfortable to hold. It doesn't. It's not like you said. It's warm, Shruti. It's it, and that's perfect way to describe it. It's not a cold, like you pick up an iPad or a Galaxy Tab S Tab S eight, and that aluminum feels nice. But it's just a very cold, yeah, overall feel. I don't know how it's, how else to explain it. It's just no, a very that's cold perfect. Device. Yeah, it makes sense. Yeah, no, and even even like the ta- the the um, iPad. It looks very futuristic. It's very like, I mean, we have an, we have an iPad Pro at home and like when you pick it up and use it and stuff, it's very, I, I think this might be the wrong word to use, but it, it's very industrial and like it almost feels like it's like, a, like it's serious, heavy duty kind of thing, you know, not heavy in like weight, but just like the, the feel of it. Whereas the Pixel tablet, does not come across that way. Like it comes across a lot more like this is a family device. This is something that we can use at home. The kids can use it. The family can use it. Like, or even if you don't have, a, you know, kids, like you can keep it in your home and it's just, it's nice, you know? Yeah. And then that kind of leads me into one of my biggest gripes with it. And this is probably just a me thing. Um, I want to be able to use this as like on the go. Mm-hmm. The cases that Google offers, they don't have, they don't protect the screen. So like, mm-hmm. I, I feel weird throwing it in my bag. And I also want to like not... it's it it doesn't have like a flappy kind of thing. No, the one okay. that Google there are third parties that have cases. I think Spec is one of them. Um, but Google's first party case only wraps around the back and has the kickstand on the back, like the metal kickstand, which is which is it's a nice case for $80, but yeah, I Yeah, they they really designed this thing to be used at home and mm-hmm. really not anywhere else. I feel like even the multi-user UI tells you that too. Like they want this to be the household tablet that everybody just picks up whenever they want to use it and it just stays in your house. Yeah. Yeah. I I agree with that. I just wanted a little bit more multifunctional. No, it's I wanted more accessories. You know, the tablet market, tablet market for accessories sucks. Maybe they will come out with that. I mean, I think like, like you said, Andrew, this is almost like a potential redesign of potential. I I use that in like big air quotes, um, redesign of Google smart home slew of of devices. Maybe that means, you know, they'll include a pen, a stylus or whatever. Maybe they'll include more cases once they really understand the use case scenario of this de- this device, right? I also keep seeing reports and rumors that Google, they already have something. They already have stuff, like a, ta- a keyboard and a, and a stylus. They just haven't released it yet. So, like, they're working on it, I assume. But maybe it's just a... They were working on it and then just decided to scrap it. And everything that people are finding in the code now are just leftover remnants that Google didn't remove. Um, I want to talk about one of your cons because I thought that was interesting. I'm just going to pull it back up. Um, uh, removing the tablet off the dock takes a bit bit of practice. I know that's like such a very minute detail, but I feel like that's kind of problematic. Because 
if like, for example, like, again, the way I think of using this device is either you have it in your kitchen and it's you can pull up menus and like whatever, or you have it in your bedside table and you, you know, dock it for the night. If it's not so easy to dock it, I almost feel like that's kind of problematic and people will start not using the dock and kind of just. It's fine on like it's easy to put on the dock because of the magnets in it around the pogo pins it's t- I've, a couple of times uh, quite frequently until i finally like figured out like the night the right movement i guess placement of my hand on the tablet it i've picked up the dock with it mm-hmm. oh god that's really awkward <laughs> yeah and like that's what i mean like you need a, it takes a little bit of practice to pick it up and all, like pick it up and make sure that you're not taking the dock with it. And I don't know if I'm just accidentally manhandling it. If that, you know, my wife tells me, I don't know my own strength. Like, so I, I don't know what it is, but it, it does take a little bit of finagling. And especially if I try and sit it, like, if, yeah, if I'm sitting at my desk, I have to, cause it's sitting on my desk in front of me off to the side. Like if I pick it up one way, almost every time it's going to fall flat. So how heavy is that dock? I don't know. It seems really light. To I, be I don't necessarily mean in grams. Like, does it feel like it's a paperweight, or could it use more weight? It could have used a little bit more weight. I think I just took it off and okay. put it back on. And, but I just did the same thing again. I tried to take the tablet off and pick the whole right. thing up. Uh. Yeah, and and I also agree with what you were saying about it being like a. It should be a casting device. You should be able to cast to it. Which would be great. Can you not? I you thought can't. you could. No, 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 not the tablet, not the tablet. I mean the the base. Sorry. Oh. Yeah, you can cast to the tablet, which I think is super cool. Like that that seems like such an obvious thing that should always be available on on every Android tablet, right? But yeah, casting to that base. You know, if you're just sitting there, like you said, working on the the tablet, if that were a thing, um, it would be nice to be able to just have music playing from the dock. That's next to you or whatever. I guess maybe it would be docked if you're working on it. I don't. Yeah, know. but if I'm like, but if I set up like a speaker group, and I'm, but I had the tablet in the living room, yeah, like I, or whatever, like pick a scenario, I would like to have that dock include the hub included in the speaker the speaker group from the home app, and it's the only the only time that the home app recognizes it is if the tablet is docked to it. You can't do anything. You can't even create the speaker group if the tablet's not on it. Because that's where it's getting its power from. I the guess. other thing that I found kind of annoying when I was playing around with it is um, when you connect your... So let's say you, you, you have it in hub mode and you want to play Spotify or you want to play SoundCloud. And you, like when I connect from my phone and it says like, you know, play on Pixel tablet or whatever, you have to actually hit like agree or whatever it is on the pixel tablet i don't know if that's just an initial thing but when i was playing around with it like i noticed that and i found that to be annoying because i was like what if i'm in another room and i want to just play spotify like will it just play spotify or do i have to go to the tablet and hit connect i don't remember if i saw if i had that um i'm trying to i'm trying to remember i don't i don't it might be a first time thing like hey you need to accept this so that you can actually play from here, um, but I don't. It could be app dependent as well. That's true maybe, too. Yeah. Like some apps might be like, "Hey, we're playing a video. I don't want to just let that cast." You know, versus maybe audio is okay. I don't know. I'm just, I'm just spitballing. No, you're, <laughs> yeah. no, that, that could be. Plus, there's the whole. I don't know if anybody saw the tweet storm that was last night before Elon happened, um, but it was a lot of people talking about uh, app optimization and how Google seemingly is leaving it up to developers to make their apps properly work on tablets. And Twitter was one of the ones that does not. It just center, it goes to the left or to the right of the screen, leaves a big black space, or you can center it with bars on either side, kind of like foldable phones. Um, but yeah, I, it could be something to, like, we might be just need to wait for more app developers to update with proper support, yeah. so it could be something to do with that. We've been waiting since 2017. You're right. It's not going to happen. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I guess uh, we'll have to wait and see. Um, I want to move on to talk about 
the much anticipated review that we've all been waiting for for some time now, which is um, Nick's uh, Pixel Fold review. Now, at the time of recording, he has not even finished his review yet. <laughs> it is Thursday, June 22nd, and we're talking about it because the podcast is going to air on Monday after the embargo lifts for the Pixel Fold review. But we obviously wanted to talk about it on the podcast because it's a major product. And I'm going to, based on his drafted article, I'm going to read. He doesn't even have a headline, guys. <laughs> so <laughs> that that's where we're at. It'll, it'll get there. Don't worry. It'll I got get there. <laughs> but he's basically given it a 4.5 stars out of 5, 85%. Google's first generation Pixel Fold is finally here, and it mostly lives up to lofty expectations. Um Verdict. I, I'm going to read the verdict, Nick, if you don't mind, because because you don't have a headline. I think the verdict will give a good explanation to people. So after years of speculation and anticipation, Google actually made its own foldable Pixel phone. It's the sleekest Pixel yet with an aspect ratio that makes a lot more sense than most other large foldables. And it's ultra thin to boot. Google's software expertise really shines through here with tons of useful features, newly redesigned tablet apps, and a bunch of great foldable UI additions to Android. Your pros include gorgeous, thin design, incredible camera, better aspect ratio than some other foldables, and we know you're a huge Galaxy foldable fan. Um, you're out, you said the outer display is actually nice to use. Your cons include can get hot. The Tensor G2 isn't as fast as the 2023 Snapdragon. Okay, so Nick, take it away. What are your thoughts on the Pixel Fold, uh, the much anticipated foldable device from Google? Okay, so if I'm going to sum up the review, I'm just going to say it's my favorite folding phone ever. Wow, that's a big statement. Now, with that said, I still think the Galaxy Z Fold is a better power user phone. And a lot of that happens on the software side. Um, I think Google has... But they've also had like five years to work on it, right? Sure. And and th this also is general Galaxy versus Pixel kind of mindset. Like Google is very much more in the sort of iPhone camp of this is the experience we're giving you. This is how it's supposed to be. Uh, mm -hmm. If you don't like it too bad, right? Mm -hmm. Whereas Samsung typically is like, here's the out of the box experience. Go download GoodLock if you want to change every single little detail in the UI. Go do this if you want to add all these other features. Like Samsung is, is and has always been everything and the kitchen sink, right? So if you're that type of person that can't live without all those crazy little nuanced features that are in a Samsung phone, just stick with Samsung, right? <laughs> like, mm -hmm. But I think for uh, maybe a more mass market approach to foldables, something that's a little friendlier, I think Google really nailed it. Um, a lot of that starts with the hardware, right? Because like I was saying just before this podcast aired, I've got the Fold 4 and the Pixel Fold right next to me. I'm taking pictures of like the crease just to see the difference in the crease, and I'll get into that in a minute. But the Fold 4 feels so weird now. Because of the aspect so, ratio, yeah. It's so tall and thin. And and I know I've said this in every review that I've written for the, the Galaxy Fold phones, and I've said it more than once other times, right? But I think I got used to that aspect ratio, mm -hmm. right? Because that, well, that was the only option you had um, up until now. Right, and, th and that's it. It's like, I'm in the U.S. What option do I have if I want a big folding phone? I could get a Vivo or a Xiaomi, and I've tried all of them. But the problem is, you're stuck with software that's made from mainland China. Right. And you're always going to run into something that's still in Chinese, and I can't read Chinese, sorry. So I, if I run into that, I'm stuck. You know, or you're going to run into something where, okay, well, this radio isn't meant for the U.S. So you don't get 5G everywhere. Or, you know, th there's always some little problem here or there that will keep me from wanting to actually use it every day. I do want to, before you continue, I really want to talk about one massive thing that you brought up at the start of your um, point that you were making, your summarization of your review, which I think is, like, we have to address it. Um, okay. I'm sorry. Like we have Go to. Okay. It. So you said that the Pixel Fold is very much of like a a mainstream kind of device, right? Like it's it's um 
It's not a powerhouse like the Pixel Fold 4 is, for example. Um, but that being said, shouldn't the price of the device be lower then? Because when we first saw the introduction of the Fold and when it was announced, it was announced as if it was catered to a business customer, right? Like a powerhouse user. And if it is not living up to that and it is catering more to a mainstream audience, then do you think Google messed up here with the price and um, not offering it for a cheaper, cheaper value? And also, do you think because that they haven't made it a powerhouse phone, they aren't leveling up to the point they're almost like um, covering themselves up by saying, oh, yeah, this is a powerhouse phone. This is a powerhouse phone. But really, it's not because it doesn't live up to that. Sure. And I, I get that. Um, <clears throat> I think I think Google was smart to do what they did, because when you look at all the other foldables out there, you know, again, if you live somewhere that's not the U.S. and you are able to use a Vivo or a Xiaomi or an Oppo folding phone fully, most of those phones go for the kitchen sink experience, right? Most of those have a ton of options, a ton of settings. Uh, they may not necessarily offer as much as Samsung, but most of those are very power user focused experiences. Whereas I feel like Google offers a more friendly out of the box experience. And you know, that's not to say that Samsung software is hard to use. Half the world uses Samsung phones and they don't seem to have a problem. And, you know, the UI is the same on every Samsung phone. So I don't... But if it's friendly, do you think Google could have taken advantage of that and reduced the price of the phone so that it actually did hit a mainstream market so that it was able to make the foldable a more popular device? I don't know the answer to that. I... Um, although... Derek? Derek? I, I, I feel like... Um, that's definitely what Google should have done because that's kind of what Pixels have done. They're always the yes. cheaper option. They're always, it's always like, this is like quote unquote stock Android. This is the standard. Now everyone else go do better. Um, and, and, and so I feel like the Pixel Fold, like that's what the Pixel Fold should and kind of is sort of, although Samsung is kind of like is kind of the standard now. Um, and Pixels haven't really been all that popular up until like recently and they're, you know, gaining in popularity. And I think sure. um, Pixels just aren't at that level of popularity where Google can just be like, hey, we have our first foldable, now spend almost $2,000 on it. Right. Yeah, um, I don't like, know why they decided that. Yeah, like, Google what should were have they priced this lower than Samsung. Um, by at least a hundred, two hundred dollars. I don't know. Sell it at a loss, whatever. But like, the like Google should not have priced it the way that it is being priced because pixels just aren't like, unless you're like a pixel fanboy, and even then, I'm not even sure like who of the pixel fanboys will be buying this thing. But even then, like, I actually think I wouldn't even say two hundred dollars. Like, if what is it like eighteen hundred dollars right now? I would have yeah, priced it a at a thousand dollars because uh, that, that's a little bit. That's a little low. Then, then you'd lose eight hundred dollars for every yeah. one you sold. Yeah, I, but, I would but say here's at my least point. like fifteen hundred. If they were able to price it at a point that was seemingly affordable to a mainstream audience, I actually feel like people would have bought it. Like a lot of people would buy it. Yeah, but if they priced it at $1,000, they don't want anyone to buy it because every one they sell, they lose more money. Mm, yeah. Yeah, fair. I mean, I think 1000 is a bit low. Um, I definitely think it should have been lower than it is. Um, but, yeah, I don't know. I, I just think the Pixel just isn't as popular as it, as it should be for Google to be sure. asking for this much money. I, I just want to say, before you spend... Fifteen, sixteen, seventeen hundred dollars on any phone. Go buy one of those Acer Nitro gaming laptops. It's not much bigger. It's a whole lot more powerful. It does a whole lot more, and you'll be happier with your purchase. Yeah, and costs about the same. You know, it's it's crazy the prices on these things. But so, what, but is that laptop like um, something that you that's like portable enough for you to walk around with and stuff? Well, I mean, it's what it's a. 13 inch laptop fair 
You know, it's it's not much bigger than one of these gigantic phones. There. Yeah, and I'm I'm looking at buying a new gaming laptop myself, and it's you know fairly power decently powerful, you know, for video editing, and it's only two thousand dollars, so two hundred more. Yeah, for bucks. for two thousand, you can get one of the the great ones. Yeah, it's it's so. insane that, that phone makers have, and I get that it costs that much to build these things. The audacity. I, I, <laughs> the audacity. I understand by the time you figure in R&D and parts and everything else, you have to charge a lot of money. But I just, I don't know the solution, but I just, uh, I will never, ever See, and this See, and this is why I think Google should have launched a Pixel uh, Flip. Right. Either in lieu of or in addition to. Mm-hmm. Um just because it would have been something of an alternative you know, almost a, a pixel but like much cheaper yeah and still giving people a foldable experience yeah fair okay nick let's go back to you okay so what were some of the other things that you experienced using the phone i think obviously we want to know a little bit more about how you felt about the folding the actual like the physicality the folding part of the phone because we talked when when i think michael did his hands-on he w- there was a lot of questions around like can you lay the phone flat on the table and there was like questions about the hinge and so the actual physicality of the phone like how does it feel and how does the crease pan out and all of that so i think the physical design is one area where google has a leg up on everybody else including samsung that's interesting which i don't think i anybody has ever said about a pixel phone right like like Derek was saying, typically they're a little bit cheaper. Uh, when you use one, I, I think especially the recent Pixel phones have all looked nice, but they don't feel quite as well put together as maybe the most expensive Samsung phone or something, right? Like you can tell there's some kind of quality difference there. Whereas with this thing, I think build-wise, th- I mean, this is easily the most impressive Pixel phone ever. It's not even not even close, okay? Um Design-wise, I think it is sleeker looking than other foldables. Um, Part of that comes in the fact that it is crazy thin. It's under six millimeters thin when you unfold it. So this is like, I don't even remember what what iPhone used to push like that really thin razor line. But for a while there, Apple was like crazy about going ultra thin and not caring about battery life. This thing's big enough to go ultra thin and still have a big battery, so you don't really have those concerns. Um, And and the hinge, right? The hinge on this phone, unlike other foldable, large foldable phones, does not protrude off to the side when you have it folded. Oh, which is something I thought was really interesting. Is it more like seamless kind of like the design? Oh, okay. Yeah. So it actually it has a slight curve to it, and you'll see it in the reviews too, but. The, the way they like tapered the edge and then have it look like it almost melds together with the outside edge mm. of uh, the phone just looks really nice. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. they did a phenomenal job of that. Like even even the latest Vivos and Xiaomi still have that little hump that Samsung phones have where you can tell the hinge is like a square design in there and they didn't round it out at all. It very obviously looks like two things slapped together, whereas this looks like a more cohesive design that folds in half okay um i also love that the they have the camera island on the back so it doesn't wobble when you put it on a table uh, i think that's particularly important for a foldable when you're putting it at weird angles or whatever like it, it is annoying with the galaxy folds that the camera's on the top left and the stupid thing wobbles right and there's mm-hmm. a lot of phones that do that now i guess if you put a case on it that's not a problem so whatever but if you're somebody who wants to go without a case that's a design consideration um, the cases themselves, at least the official Google one, doesn't add very much like weight or bulk to it, so it still looks nice and thin. It feels good. But you, you're, you're probably not going. I don't have know. I, I have. To, I'm using it without a case for the review, and then I'm going to put the official Google case on it for a while and see how I feel with it. Um, the the thing with foldable cases is they all have that little like sticky uh, thing that you peel off on the inside to keep it on there since it is you know a a phone that folds in half and therefore a two-piece case so they don't want it to fall off so i've been wary of putting a case on it because i don't want to peel it off and then have to re-stick the thing and get it all messed up but whatever I'll, i'll talk about that in another podcast later um the 
the way you fold it and unfold it sounds and feels really good. It's much easier to open than a Galaxy Fold. Um, so, I yeah, was, I was going to ask, like, when you open it, can you open it with one hand and is it, like, seamless? Um, I would not open it with one hand just because of the size. Oh, okay. Uh, but, yeah, it, the actual hinge itself feels great. Like, when you open it, there's no... Um, it doesn't click. It doesn't creak. It, like th there's some things that some other folding phones do that maybe feels cheap, maybe sounds cheap. Like this thing, it feels like opening and closing a little notebook, like a little oh, pocketbook. Oh, that's right? so nice. Like, let me let me see if I can. Can you hear <gasps> yeah. that? Like that just sounds so good. Okay, that does sound it's really nice. It's stupid. Yeah. But I think it all kind of uh, you know builds together to create this feeling of a phone that just feels more premium it looks more premium yeah i think maybe the only exception would be the bezels on the inside uh-huh um and i know that that kind of goes hand in hand with uh what we were talking about with the, the pixel tablet right it's got bigger bezels than other foldables uh i thought it was a little ugly when i first opened it oh um but you know over time like over the last couple of days i don't even think about it it's there you, it actually gives you, you a place to hold what but, do you do most on the phone? Uh, not anything different than I do on any other phone, I guess. I did, mostly communication, mm -hmm. um, texting, uh, going on Discord or work Slack or whatever. I guess. Um, I guess what I was gonna what what I what I wanted from that question was mostly like, has your experience been any different, better or worse than when you were on the Galaxy Fold? Um, and how has it and if it is different, how has it been different? Gotcha. Okay. So that, I think, is where the software side of things comes in. Um, Google does the foldable software experience, I feel like, better than, than Samsung does. And I say that not because of the features, because we already covered that. It doesn't have as many features as a, a Z Fold. Um, what it does have is this, uh, I don't it's just sleeker, okay? Mm -hmm. When when you when you like push up and the little bar comes up and then you can do split screen with the apps, the animations are nicer. It just flows better. It seems smoother. Um, and I found myself actually split using split screen more often than I ever did on the Z Fold. Uh, and and I know I've seen people complain about that you can only open two apps at a time. You can't open three. I've never one time opened three apps when using a Galaxy Z Fold. And I think a lot of that comes in the aspect ratio. Mm. So the the outer display is a phone size. Uh, it it feels like you're using a fairly normal phone. It's a little it's a little shorter and a little wider than a normal phone, but I like that because when you open it up, it's very close to a 16 by 9 display, um, but it's a little taller, so I feel like it's a little more useful. Um, Oppos, if they're not 16 by 9, they're almost exactly that. And they almost feel too short because of it, right? Mm -hmm. This is a little taller than Oppos. And I think it it sits in a really nice middle ground between Oppos' really wide and short design and Samsung's really narrow and tall design. Um, and, and because of that, using apps split screen and using tablet-style apps is better. Plus... Because this is a wider display when you unfold it, it works like a portrait mode tablet. Uh, portrait? No, landscape mode tablet. Sorry. Wide. <laughs> Which, that was always kind of a weird thing on the Galaxy Z Folds because, again, it's taller than it is wide. So a lot of apps treat it like it's just a normal tall phone screen. And when it's that big, stuff like Instagram is weird, right? Like it, mm. the the images are all cropped on top and bottom because it has no idea how to how to handle a screen like that. Well, I mean, I would assume that Instagram is, or rather Meta, is working with companies like Google and Samsung to figure out the UI of that. No, like I, I, I would hope so. Um, WhatsApp has been updated for this and it looks really nice have, um, have you i know you posted about tiktok has tiktok been updated yes uh, now that's the thing instagram has not been updated whatsapp has those are meta you know right uh, pieces of software uh but tiktok has been updated for this and tiktok will actually show you like your feed on the left so you can just 
scroll with your left thumb mm-hmm. and then the comments will be on the right or you know playlist or something like that will be on the right and it's it's a really nice way to organize the info mm-hmm. again like on a screen that feels more like a tablet and i think for me that is what i was missing from some other foldables that i didn't realize was like those proper tablet apps when you unfold it mm-hmm you know, you got you got it with like the browser and some other stuff, but for the most part, I feel like that was not necessarily there, and it is here in a big way with a lot of apps. And Google actually highlighted uh, like several dozen different apps that have been updated for this launch. Right. So that worked perfectly. I I mean, obviously, you're, we've just read the draft of your review, rather just skimmed through it. Um, I I think I I'm really curious to know what Andrew has to say about this because I know you've been very vocal about wanting to get the Pixel Fold. You've been very excited about it. As have I. I think if and when it comes to Canada, I would still I would love to get this phone. It is so expensive, but it is such a pretty phone. And after you telling us about the UI and the experience, Nick, it makes me want to play around with it more. But is this a phone that you're considering getting, Andrew? Yeah, uh, yes, I am at some point because uh, Google doesn't still doesn't know how to do product strategy apparently. Because <laughs> I'm I'm I was talking to Nick about this. I'm extremely irritated with the entire timeline that this is laid out, like played out in, because it got they teased it on the on May fourth. It got unveiled at I/O. Uh, pre-orders through the Google store went live on at after or during IO. Uh, this week, you can pre-order through carriers, some carriers. You still can't pre-order through Amazon yet, I don't think. And then it looks like from what I've seen from like AT&T and Verizon, you won't be able to get it in your hands until the middle, a month from now. Mm. Which I think three, what was it, three months, two and a half months or whatever is way too long. I wonder if that's like a production thing. Like maybe Google wants to see like how many people are really going to buy it before saying, okay, production, do a half a million units. You know what I mean? Like I I don't think Google has any idea what it's going to do, because if it did, we would have firm dates. Hmm. Other than, hey, you can pre-order now. Like, and that was at, like, you can pre-order through our store now. And then if you go through and look at people who have pre-ordered it, um, like, the dates keep slipping and keep going back and forth. Some will slip until the the second or third week of July. And then the next day it'll be updated and it's the first week of July, even though you pre-ordered as soon as Google said go. Mm. Uh, that that being said, I'm going to get one somehow. I, I I've been clamoring for a pixel fold for years yes and it, before i shut up about it i'll be done in a second the camera oh man i can't wait i'm so happy with the camera it's not even front funny. and back ones yes they're okay. amazing okay like they are what i wanted in a pixel fold you know camera or whatever i, I just i'm happy i'm very very happy with it <laughs> and like the pixel fold might be the reason why i don't I, I don't get a Fold 5. The Fold 5 is going to have a, a minor bump. It, 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 I'm, it's not going to be revolutionary because Samsung's just going to sit there and collect money and sell more flips than Folds. <laughs> fine. Sure. Like, sure, yeah, the fine. Pixel Fold, like there are, like Nick said, there are a lot of software things that the Galaxy Folds do better. It's more optimized for power users, which I consider myself a power user, but I also want a device that I can pull out of my pocket and snap a picture and not have to wait three seconds for it to process, especially with a four month old puppy who does not know how to sit still. <laughs> yeah. And that's it for me is like, I'm more concerned with the everyday stuff. I, you could consider me a power user in some ways, but I definitely don't use the galaxy fold software to the fullest extent by any means. I don't use decks. You know, I don't use a lot of these other things that, some people are going to say the Pixel Fold doesn't have, which is fine. Again, power users should go with the Galaxy. But I just don't care. I really, I want like those tablet apps. I want the big screen and I want a good camera. And this gives me those three and I really don't care about anything else. But, but what's a power user? <laughs> is a power user somebody who sits and plays with 
how many you know widgets they can put on the screen and oh look my theme my icons blah 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 or as a power user some nerd in a dungeon who's using google sheets on his phone goodness you know it I would consider myself a power user because I would I'll write articles on my fold. I'll sit if I'm waiting and waiting in line for something. So here's the thing. He's actually done that. And the number of typos I received from him, I was like, please don't ever do this again. (laughs) 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 Please don't do that. (laughs) Like there was I remember he submitted the article and there was like a whole section that was like, I I guess he was like, he started writing it, but then went to the top and rewrote it. And so he never deleted that whole bottom section. And I was like, why is this here? <laughs> why is this here? It's so good. I mean, that would have to been be a fair, cool our thing. CMS is not exactly optimized for no. typing on a phone. I mean, so yeah, it, it hates mobile phones for some reason. Yeah. I don't yeah. know why. But um, <laughs> I, can, I can definitely guarantee that Andrew has done that and filed a story from his fold. I think he was at the vet or something. and some, I, was at, I was waiting in line at the pharmacy. There you go. And some breaking news happened and he wrote it and I had to edit it. And I was like, where did you write this? And he was like, on my fold. <laughs> but hey, so, that, that's a good way to test whether or not these like foldables that are catered supposed supposedly catered to these kinds of functions actually work for these functions and apparently not okay um so let's talk about the motor razor plus because that is a phone that we have been gushing about for the past couple of weeks i know derek has been very excited about it uh for for a very long time um and his review was fantastic it was so much fun to edit um you did give uh, only four stars out of five. I mean, I don't think that's a bad thing. Um, the article is titled Motorola Razor Plus Review, a great alternative to Samsung's Galaxy Z Flip. Um, the Motorola Razor Plus is a great phone that isn't without its fa- faults, but that cover screen is a blast to use. Um, your pros, and you have a long list of pros, Derek. Uh, beautiful design, especially Viva Magenta. Large cover screen is incredibly useful. Fluid displays, great performance, powerful speakers, versatile hinge feels sturdy, great software promise, dust resistance, that's a big thing, relatively fast charging, and your cons include displays can be hard to see in direct sunlight, cameras are just okay, fingerprint magnet, only one uh, RAM storage configuration, Bluetooth connection, a little wonky, battery life could be a lot better. Take it away, Derek. Tell us about this beautiful phone. I really, I loved your review. I thought it was so much fun to read. Thank you. I, uh, I tried to keep it <laughs> as short it as was, I could. It was not you. short. It was not a short read, but it was fun I to like, read. <laughs> yeah, I kept going back into it and like, all right, how can I shorten this part? Do I really need this sentence? And like, it still ended up, like I ended up adding 150 words. So. Thank you. That was for my benefit for editing. I appreciate it. Um, but, uh, no, this phone, oh my gosh, I can't even. Um, this is just a great phone. Um, like, it's kind of, it's like, okay, so this is my first foldable phone that I've actually ever used. Um, and so I was like very, very excited like to see what Motorola has done with it because like the idea of, these clamshell foldables has always intrigued me because like, you know, I like the more portable style. I like the, like the, you know, the outer screen where I could just like interact with notifications and things like that. But like, um, you know, previous iterations, you know, with Samsung's foldables, um, like the flip, um, the, you know, it kind of left a lot to be desired from what I've heard, you know, from what Nick has told me, from what others have said, like it's you're really just interacting with widgets, um, and so the the experience was very limited there. Motorola, on the other hand, yes, has like you know a series of widgets that they call panels, but um, you know Motorola lets pretty much lets you do anything you want, almost anything you want with this cover screen, and it's a big screen. Yeah, it's, it. It kind of almost seems like a second phone. Yeah. Like it's it's like you have your phone when you f- have it in flip mode, obviously, but then when it's closed, it's like it's literally a second phone. Yeah. Like I, you know, I, I don't know. I feel like I use the outer 
screen like about half the time I'm, I'm using the outer screen like if I just want to check notifications I'll just tap on the outer screen it'll turn on I'll like flip through the notifications I'll delete what I need to delete I'll respond to whatever okay. I need to respond <laughs> and then just go back to doing what I do and if I can need you, can you talk on that dis on the outer display or, or yeah no? you can um, oh okay. can you type yeah, on so the outer so outer Motorola like gives you a bunch of settings for the outer screen so you can, so, okay. or sorry for the outer display so you can you know, change the wallpaper, change the um, lock screen. Um, you can uh, set, so there's a whole app apps panel where you can mm -hmm. decide which apps that you have downloaded you want like on that panel for like quick access to. Um, and nearly every app like you can put on that panel. Um, oh, for some cool. reason, the Google app you can't, but I have Bing on there anyway. So yeah, it's, it's weird, but I have Bing, so whatever. And, and also I think you can, was Chrome on there? I, I, I didn't check, but mm. I mean, I have, yeah, so you have full keyboard, um, but it only supports Gboard. Um, I mean, yeah, I like SwiftKey, but yeah, I yeah, you don't need anything else. Um, but yeah, I have Bing on here, I have Edge. Um, I don't have Chrome on the other, um, on the apps panel, but um, like I have a bunch of other Google apps, um, you know, Maps. Uh, I have my gym membership, like app, so I can sign in to the gym. It's literally, it uh, literally is like a second phone. <laughs> like it's crazy. It is like Google Keep. If, when I need to write a quick little note, I'll just open Google Keep. Or if I need to like um, refer to a note, um, you know, Swarm to sign into things. I have my music apps. I have Google Calendar. I have calculator. Um, you know, uh, recorder app, Shazam. Um, oh so, my god, yeah, you have, have Shazam <laughs> on your on the oh that is hilarious. Yeah, because like I sometimes mean, a song will come up, a song will come up and I'm just like fiddling with my phone and like oh my god, I need to Shazam know this what right that now. song is. You just need to know. Oh my yeah, gosh. Yeah, and that sometimes is so smart. there have been times where I've missed out on a on a good song because I'm, like, you had to like open phone. your phone and turn like oh my god. Well, not like so open my phone, but just like fiddle around with it and try yeah. to find Shazam. And that's why I put Shazam at the top of this app list so I could just like just get to it really quickly no um. i feel you on that that's so that's so cool though i i really but I, yeah this it's, phone is so beautiful like it really it, is so pretty oh, it is gorgeous it's um i have the viva magenta which is available at t-mobile which i have um or you can get it through amazon or um at motorola.com um and it's I love the red. Um, I think I've said this before, but it reminds me of the red LG G8, which mm -hmm. was a beautiful phone, um, despite <laughs> you know its flaws. Uh, but um, it also has this vegan leather back, which oh, like, cool. I've not really used a phone with this kind of um, like texture before. But it's interesting, you know, to not have okay. glass on it. The the um, front cover screen though, like. Did did you put like a protector on it or no? Um, I have not, and I've <laughs> been meaning to because. But do you I would it would it scratch easily? Like do you? I mean, I think I've seen I've I've heard from some others where they've like noticed like little micro scratches. I think like either on the display or just on the phone. Um, I haven't seen anything, um, and I've been paying close attention to it, um, but. Uh, like I have dropped this phone once on my hardwood floor, and um, fortunately not on the cover screen. Um, it was on the back, uh, so that's one of the reasons why I like that it's a vegan leather back because otherwise it probably would have cracked. Mm. Um, but like it just feels sturdy. It's warm. It's soft to the touch. Um, <laughs> so Nick, because you've obviously you've used the flip and your wife has a flip um what are your thoughts on this because this is like a very different design it's very unique it's um f it's it the front display is obviously very functional it gives users more of a reason to buy a flip phone um do you have any thoughts on those i i'm gonna actually get her to use one when i get one in and and see what she thinks but i think she'll like it a lot um she loves a lot more yes than... yeah a lot okay. more because she loves the cover screen and i think having this cover screen that literally takes up the entire cover is 
a huge plus, right? Mm -hmm. And I know the rumors are that Samsung is going to do something very similar. It doesn't look quite identical based on the leaks, but this should still have the biggest cover screen of all the the flip phones. Mm -hmm. And I I noticed, Derek, if I'm looking at your pictures, because I haven't seen this in person yet, um, the cover screen, the glass, is it is it totally rounded on all edges, kind of like the the new Edge Pluses? Um, because well, I, I, if you saw that when you were in yeah, uh, New it's, York, right? It's, it's a little bit more. Um, I'd say it's a little bit more rounded on the bottom. Okay. Like slightly more, and then it's yeah, it's also rounded on the top part as well. Right. Um, but not so much. But yeah, it's not like you know squared off. Right. And I feel like you know again based on like what I was saying about the the Pixel Fold design. Just looking at the the edges of this, they're also rounded, so it gives you a lip to be able to open it, and that that has long been a complaint of mine on the Samsung ones because they're usually flat on the edges and there's nowhere to grab the thing. And I always I like cases on those because it gives you somewhere else to stick your finger to open the flip, right? So having having that rounded edge, I feel like will be a, a plus. Yeah, it's you know it's it's a very it's it's a curvy phone. Um, I. I will say it's a little bit, it takes a little bit of effort to like open it with like one finger, for example. Okay. Um, it, you know, it's definitely a flick, um, yeah. like a, a hard flick. And then sometimes I just have to like, sometimes I, I, I just like, like lunge the phone open, um, which feels, <laughs> which feels kind of, <laughs> <laughs> it feels, it feels dangerous. Like I'm like thrusting it open. Like right. I'm just like, all right, like come on like get it together but like you know it's i can understand why it's like that because you know it's a very sturdy hinge you know it, it does like you know what the flip does with you know with the flex mode where right. you can like have it like set up like a little laptop thing or if you want to watch like youtube videos or whatever um or if you want to record yourself on you know on the tiktoks and all those other gen z apps um yeah, so it makes it like nice to be able to do that. Or you know, what I like to do is like with the camera. Um, when I have the camera on, I'll like kind of hold it at at the side, um, kind of like a video recorder, um, because the like the UI will adjust, um, and just like hold it like like that when I'm like shooting video or taking photos. Yes, I I um, like I like holding it like that too. I know what you're talking yeah. about. Yeah. So the hinge, the hinge is very nice, and also I will say, um, and I mentioned this in review too. I love closing this phone, like it, it, it. It's like, very, but you know what it is? Okay, sorry, I have to say this. I feel like Motorola was the company that really perfected the snap to shut like what is it what is it called like to yeah like when you yeah i know what you're talking about yeah it, it, it was a really like back then like you yeah, know it's a nostalgic like, sound like yeah, shutting but I your feel phone like, i feel like motorola really was the company that perfected it i it, but i will say though it's it's definitely not that same sound like i if i recall it was a very like kind of high frequency high pitched like snap it like was when you close it it was um now it's like it, it it feels almost similar to at least what I heard from the Pixel Fold. Oh, so yeah, yeah. Hopefully, uh, let me let me see. Gotcha. Hopefully okay. you can hear this. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Okay. That's nice. Very it's, similar. It's, yeah. it's a. It's, there's something weirdly psychological about that. I have no idea. Yeah, what it is. it's it's like so. Oh, every time I close it, I'm just like oh. Yes, and and that was something my wife always said about the flips, like why she loved using it, and and. She would always say the same thing she, when she's telling people and they're asking her, you know, how she likes it. And she's like, I love closing it. I don't know why. I just. <laughs> yeah. It just sound. It sounds just. It's it goofy, both feels and thing. sounds just like so like sensual. I don't know how else to describe it. <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> There's Derek. just something so pleasing oh, about it. Um, oh, man. All um, right. Okay. Well, Cover display. I wanted to know. So I know you were doing the experimentation where you're trying to use it all day, right? Did, did that help with battery life using that more often than the big screen? I mean, it did. Um, but so battery life on this thing is not... The greatest. Um, I, you know, I'm constantly on my phone, so um, you know, I will get through. Maybe, you know, because I, I wake up normally around like five in the morning, um, and probably by like three, four, maybe like you know, towards the end of you know the workday, 
um, I'll have to charge it again. Um, you know, it's not... It, Motorola says it's an all-day phone, and I think depending on how you use it, it can sure. be. Just the way that I use it, it's not. Um, so, you know, results may vary. Um, yeah, and she always ran against that with the Samsung ones, too. Yeah, like I, you know, and there are a couple games that I, I, I like to play, like, daily, so that that is probably part of the reason. Um, but, uh, yeah, I wouldn't, I wouldn't call it an, an all-day phone, but again, like, um, you know, results may vary, but when I use the cover screen, like, you know, I used it all day, um, it was on, like, a Thursday or something, or, you know, it was a couple days ago, I don't remember, but, um, like, it, it lasted most of the day, I'd say. I still had to charge it before I went to bed, um... Like, it was on its last legs. But, um, I mean, the cover display... So, using it, like, it's, you know, there, there, there's some, navi- like, some, some wonkiness to using the cover display. Like, you know, obviously, it's a square display. So, not all apps are, like, optimized for this. And, you know, Motorola has made that clear. Um, but... A lot of apps work surprisingly well on this cover display. Um, like they kind of just adjust and they're like scrunched up, but like you can like I can still scroll through Instagram. I can still like you know go on Messenger. I can still like do things pretty normally. It just requires a lot more scrolling. Um, and then like because the display the outer display wraps around the cameras um some content can be covered by those so motorola has this thing where you just press and hold the navigation bar at the bottom and it'll shift everything up so that the app is on like the part that shows the app is above the camera so you can you know hit the send button um or something like that so um i I thought that was really clever um the fact that I can open an app on the cover screen and then open the phone and it and continue using the oh, app. Oh, that's or, so that's nice. That's yeah, nice. or I can open an app on the main screen and um, depending on how the app, like how you set the apps, because there's Motorola has like a, a menu where you can uh, sort of adjust the behavior of different apps um, depending on how you want to use them on the cover screen. So if I am using an app and I close the phone. Um, it'll have like a little button that says continue and I'll just click it and I can continue using the app or with certain apps, I just have it automatically continue when I close the phone or with other, or with, you know, some apps, I just don't want to use them on the cover screen. So I just don't have, like I turn that option off and Motorola gives you the ability to adjust um, each app depending on how you want to use them on the cover screen, which I think is pretty nice. That's super interesting. All right, well, I guess, uh, Nick, you're going to have to buy your wife that the Motorola phone. To Although come. the cameras, okay. the cameras yeah, that, are that's not That's what I'm worried about is, is the camera side. <laughs> I like, mean, they're, they're and not And that's bad. always been a weak point with, with flips. Yeah, with flips, you know. It, it's, Every flip. It's about what you'd expect. Um, like, they're not bad. And in fact, one thing I do like, sort of, like, um, it has a very wide aperture, um, like F. 1.5 um so photos are very like there's a lot of light like in these photos like they're uh, they're very bright and sometimes i'm like all right it's a little too bright um but that comes in handy at night um it brings in a lot of light well your um, pictures still do look good though on the review yeah like they they're not again they're not bad like you know but they could the, have been better is what yeah. you're saying yeah um <laughs> like they're, they're just middle of the road and I'm, I'm not like mad at it you know i expected that you know so um all right well i guess if motorola you're listening to us that is one of our complaints so in your next uh iteration of the flip please uh fix your cameras yeah fix your cameras and give us a like you know try to squeeze in some more battery please um <laughs> but otherwise otherwise this is a fantastic phone motorola y'all did great it is a very it's very almost, beautiful phone yeah. almost perfect yes um okay on that note let's talk about um the things that made us happy this past week um who wants to go first and make it quick and snappy please i'm just happy i don't have to use a phone with a plastic screen 
<laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> That's a good one. That's, you know, the ones we talked about today, I I just can't get over the plastic. Yeah, me neither. I'm not a big fan. I, I I'd be not curious 20, to see what you think about any of the newer ones, if it's better. It's not 2009 anymore. <laughs> I ain't touching plastic. Yeah. All right. Uh, Nick, did you want to go? I, I was going to say, I have I have a weird one, okay? Speaking of closing things. <laughs> okay. All right. We got a new toilet seat. <laughs> oh, okay. I mean, as long what as... What made it... me happy? A toilet Look, seat. listen, I'm an adult, okay? I get happy over stupid household things, okay? And this toilet seat is like the most sturdy toilet seat I've ever had, and it has metal hinges. The other one broke because it was crappy plastic, Jerry. There you go. (laughs) And it's it's such a stupid thing. But I was like, man, I'm so happy we spent $40 on this thing. (laughs) Hey, listen, I am in full agreement with you. I love household (laughs) things, and I I can understand the sentiment. So I'm glad that that made you happy. That's good. (laughs) Okay, who wants to go next? I'll go. Um... I've been really into these handheld gaming things, like the little handheld retro consoles, the Steam Deck, and I picked up the ROG Ally. Nice. And I haven't had that much time to play with it just because work's been crazy and stuff going on around the house, but um, I'm really enjoying having a Windows handheld, surprisingly. Good. I'm happy. That's exciting. Derek, your turn. Honestly, I can't think of anything besides. I'm surprised how much you're I love not going to say film. Final Fantasy. Well, oh yeah. Um, well, I mean, I said that last time, and yeah, I was going to say that this time again because I think it's. I can't. Remember, is it coming out today? It's I think already it's coming out. out today. It came out today. Came yeah, out today. yeah, yeah. It's already out. So I have. I didn't actually pre-order it, but I really want to buy it. Um, I just haven't had time. To, I just haven't had time to get around to it, but. I am very excited for Good. it. Good. Well, I am excited that you're excited. Um, the thing that made me happy this past week was I read a really, really good book. It's called Everything You Ever Wanted. It's by, I think, she's a Brazilian author. I could be mistaken, but her name is Luisa Soma. And the book is so... Oh my God. I read it in one day. It was so good. It was, so it's essentially about this really depressed young 29 year old living in London. Um, she really like, and it's like 2019 or something or 2007. Like it's, it's, it's in enough time where like, there's a lot of social media, there's like all that stuff. Um, and, and she's just living her day to day life. Like it's just so mundane. She's not happy. And she one day, um, gets the opportunity to live on another planet. Um, but the caveat is that she'll never be able to return back to earth. Um, and also it is all going to be broadcast to earth. Like her living on another planet is going to be broadcast to earth, but she will not have contact with anyone on earth. Um, and it was really, really like, it was, it was intense and it was very fascinating. And I, um, highly, highly recommend you guys reading the book it is so good um and apart from that um you know the sun's been shining it's hot but it's been shining so that made me happy (laughs) all right well on that note uh wherever you're listening to this podcast whether it's in the morning afternoon or night thank you so much for taking the time and listening to us we really really appreciate it and we'll catch you guys next time bye